0: This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter. Visit enterpriseinspace.org. This is Walter Koenig, off from Star Trek, and you're listening to Trek FM. our business it's like nothing we've dealt with before my
1: golly jim i'm beginning to think i can cure a rainy day i can't change the laws of physics Welcome everyone to Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated podcast that covers the original and new cast of Captain Kirk in the Enterprise. I am Ken Tripp. And I am Zach Moore. And this week we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have like a, a look back on the
0: uh, 30 episodes now that Ken and I have done together. Is that right? 30
1: episodes already, Zach. It's been a blast.
0: Yeah, if this was season 1 of TOS this would be like, you know, the first season of originally but back in the day they had these these 10 and 13 episode seasons. We're talking about 30 episodes a season. It's incredible, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is how fast it goes. And you know, I I I'll say this second, and I know that uh, there's been a lot of focus at making sure that we deliver every single week, right? And uh and, and we're trying, and, and we're, we really owe a lot to, to the listeners, too, for a lot of their great ideas and, and feedback and so forth. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's not a big milestone at 30. This is our 163rd show across Standard Orbit. And uh, so uh, I thought, though, we, as we were talking about this, we thought it'd be fun to talk about a lot of the episodes that we've done the last 30 and kind of how the response has been, how, how well it's, it's hit home, and then some of the ones that kind of well. Not so much. <laughs> right. So so we'll kick things
0: off. We got a great listener email from Thomas Flint. Uh, no relation to Flint from Requiem for Methuselah, I assume. But uh, so thanks for that, Thomas. And, and he had a few great things to say. And I'll just read some of his email here. He says, Another fine show, gentlemen. Loved hearing about the enterprises and especially the earlier show with Paul Olson, the one where we talked about how, you know, you interviewed him, Ken, talking about the, the creation of the mm-hmm. our favorite ship, the Enterprise Refit from the motion picture. Thomas went on to say, also, excellent episodes on Uhura, Nichelle Nichols, Kirk's Loves, and Generations, which, despite its weird plot, has some of the best acting of the movies, especially Soren, Data, and the Klingon sisters. Well, that is your opinion, Thomas. <laughs> uh, no. There's nothing wrong uh, with it at I, all? I Thomas. love Brent Spiner. He's a funny guy. Data, with a sense of humor, didn't quite didn't quite stick the landing of that movie in our opinion but hey we'll, we'll be talking about generations for for generations it seems
1: on <laughs> this podcast so uh yeah, be careful though we <laughs> might have another intrusion of a couple of other people from another That's show, right so we, we've upgraded that, our, our defense systems yeah.
0: here so we shouldn't have any uh unwarranted <laughs> transports in but uh, anyway uh so th- Thomas went on he had some great uh podcast ideas for us for other shows coming up and we're going to put those into the uh into the hat that Ken and I uh, draw out of every week no it's a little, it's a little more scientific than that but we're going to add those to the uh to the idea, Ben, and, and we'll definitely be touching on some of those, Thomas, so thank you for all of those, and uh he wraps everything up and say thank you for your obvious respect for Star Trek and your engaging approaches to it from a lifelong fan
1: and longtime listener of Standard Orbit. Well, thanks, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas, that's real nice of you, and, you know, it's the second email that we've received, and uh, it means a lot. It really does, and and it's uh it's fun to see and get different perspectives on things, even when we may not absolutely agree on things. But you know, Tom just has some um, some really good ideas in the in the in the um, in the body of that letter that we'll we'll be looking at. And I think that's one of the challenging things you have when we are tasked, uh, and I mean that in a very positive way, because it's a I don't know it's a, it's a, it's a labor of love, of of trying to bring new and interesting perspectives on the original series. And while well, we're very, very fortunate that uh, the reboot included Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, so we can talk about that too. So, I mean, talk about having—I guess—the best of both worlds. It's the wrong we show, Ken. We have bookends. <laughs> yeah, we it's, stop it now. <laughs> it wouldn't exist without us. That's true. Now, it's—it's it's just one of those things where we we really get to book in the beginning and and the latest and greatest because. You know, every time I turn around, it looks like Star Trek Discovery is, um, well, it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, which is unfortunate because I know all of us at the network are anxious and ready for it to launch. There
0: is a uh, and- there's a Mexican restaurant down the street from where I live. And I get on the freeway and mm-hmm. it, it's, been, it's been under construction for a long time. And there's a sign, I have, I have to take a picture of it soon. I always tell myself this, but I know as soon as I do, it might finally open, right? But uh, they Mm -hmm. stopped construction for various legal reasons. But there are two tarps hanging on the sign and the fence in front of the restaurant. And it says... Opening spring 2015. (laughs) And I always laugh when I drive by, you know, and that reminds me of Star Trek Discovery because it's like every time you hear about a delay or, oh yeah, you know, we don't want to rush things and you know, we want to make it just right. I'm like, yeah, I get that guys, but come on, this was supposed to be the 50th anniversary. We're going (laughs) to coming spring 2018 Star Trek Discovery, right? I'm just, I I would not be surprised if there are more delays, you know, look, I hope it's great. I hope we all love it. I'm glad they're taking their time and giving a lot of attention, but Man, it's just let's
1: let's get to it, huh? All right. So, what are the bets? Star Trek Four or Discovery? Which airs first? Ooh. Well, they haven't even started
0: production on Star Trek Four yet, so I'd have to say Discovery. <laughs> I mean, they're not going <laughs> to oh, yeah. delay it that long, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I yeah. I was
0: little little hint of deep sarcasm. space nine in HD or Star Trek Discovery. Just place your bets, guys. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, write your checks, folks. That's that's about all the way you're going to get there. So let's let's look back a little bit, Zach. We you know we we were talking before the show started, and we were looking at the list as we were putting all this together. So the very first show that that we did was on August 29th. We had just gotten back from uh, STLV 50, and um, so that's
0: Star Trek Las Vegas 50 for all you uninitiated fans out there.
1: And there are no such things as uninitiated (laughs) fans. If you're listening to a Star Trek podcast, you are in, man. You get it. And so we we launched our first show, uh, Star Trek Beyond Mars Attacks. And, you know, it did very well. And and one of the things that is, as we look across all the episodes, I see a thread, a common theme. Uh, There's a lot of, I guess, I wouldn't say negativity, but a lot of controversy when it comes to the J.J. Kelvin timeline, wouldn't you say?
0: yeah i mean it's very polarizing i didn't really realize how polarized fans really were about it because i mean i when when it first came out i, I was a lifelong star trek fan i loved it i thought oh, well, this is great i'm sure everybody's gonna love it but you get on the internet right and and just people people just love to like rip things apart on the internet right and it's like wow there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that have some serious problems with this reboot and i look it's not a perfect movie or anything i mean i you can definitely pick it apart but for what it was, I thought it, I thought it was perfect, right? For what they were trying to achieve, I thought they achieved it, and, and it relaunched the franchise in a new and exciting way. And had they stayed on that trajectory, I, I don't think we'd have the divided family the we way do we do now. Because I think Into Darkness is really what split a lot of people. I mean, you and I both have our issues with it. Uh, I feel like we're back on board sure. now with Beyond. So so things have kind of you know I feel like the general I I still feel regardless of all the controversy, can I do feel like the general feel of the fandom is like Oh Nine was good, Into Darkness was off. Beyond his back, let's bring on number four. I feel I still feel like yes, you you have a you have a very vocal, you know, very vocal uh, crowd that doesn't really care for the Kelvin timeline. But I feel like overall that's the general consensus.
1: But still, it generates conversation for sure. And that's the interesting piece, Zach. And that's where I was going. So everything you said is absolutely accurate, and and it and it shows right we. We look at constantly what are the topics that seem to grab grab our audience, because we <laughs> we're not here to talk to each other. We're here to to bring a show to you, to bring in, you know, some 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 light entertainment that hopefully you know gives you a little bit of distraction from this crazy world. And boy, every every day it gets crazier. Um and one of the things that, that we see is a is is, is kind of a, a trend. There's there's a few that I see, but one of them is if we talk about the Kelvin timeline and those movies in particular, in, or you know any pieces of it, whether it was our con- our, our conversation episode, or um, we talk about things that that feed into it, like we did with the space stations, uh, the, the rebooted fleet episode as well, the rebooted fleet, yeah, the numbers just go through the roof. So for a, it, it, so so, it's interesting to me. Now I know a lot of our fans really do like the kelvin timeline don't don't get me wrong but it is just uh, amazing the 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 change in the the um the amount of downloads that that we get and and that's why we try to Really mix it in when we can. And what I mean by that is we talk about the original series and we talk about the TOS movies, which also do very well. Then we'll get on themes. But then when it comes back to a, a theme or a specific subject that touches the Kelvin timeline, numbers just seem to fly. Yeah, it's pretty impressive for something that's not really Star Trek,
0: huh, Ken? Well, that wasn't a very nice. <laughs> <act>. <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> we've seen that, yeah. That's not a real Star Trek.
0: Of... Like, well, if you really, okay, oh. well, everything after 1969 is technically not a real Star Trek if you're going to use those kinds <laughs> of labels, so, you know, it's... You know, young minds, for its ideas, yeah. let's be tolerant. Uh, yeah,
1: we, we, we have seen a couple of people that have gone that way. Or, or one line I remember, you're not a true fan mm-hmm. if you like these shows, right? <laughs> like, you, <"Yeah>, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it, is, it is funny how um, something that's supposed to be entertaining, fun, and distracting for all the right reasons can bring so much, well, occasional hate and discontent. You just, you just got to laugh. I, 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 I just got to laugh at it. Yeah, I you know, that, I, I find it quite amusing. Yeah, yeah, but you know, one thing I will say the um, the team that that responds to to us on the Babel conference and all the folks, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know some of these guys how fast they respond. Whether it's Chris or Tim or Tony or any of them, um, it's amazing how fast. Uh, always positive, uh-huh. you know, um, always positive, even if they disagree. It's it's. Done with respect, and that's that's the best thing about the Babel conference, and in our listeners in particular, and that's why I love the fact that there's so many um, of our of of the listeners who you know who we've been talking to who have now become you know friends, which is which is kind of cool. But it, it is it is an interesting dynamic, and the other the other piece which I which I touched upon, and I'm curious to get your opinion on this. Act mm-hmm. is kind of the uh, the theme shows that we did right, uh, looking at the fleet, looking at origins, uh, that type of stuff, looking at kind of how how things have transpired from the original series all the way through to Enterprise.
0: Well, I think as as, as Star Trek fans, we're always so interested in the minutiae of everything right like oh the i mean mm-hmm. the, uh, the star trek has such a, a legacy to it right even in the universe you look at those those great charts of like all the ships that were named enterprise and you see the little 1701 up there all the way down to the big enterprise E, and it just it's like yeah man this thing has some history some legacy to it even though it's fictional uh but then you, you can spin that out of like the real life history as well like all the behind the scenes production like why did they use this ship then and this was reused for that and it's just it's fascinating on, on every level inside and outside of the universe universe and when we have those conversations it's it reminds me of like when i was a kid and i had that the star trek encyclopedia and i used to read that Mm -hmm. thing all the time And it's like just breathing life into those conversations and and just talking oh yeah man there's regular one and there was space dock and dry dock and they're different you know it's just all these little things that i thought of as a kid going through there and uh it was just i don't know man it's just something that that draws me because you love the world of star trek right and this is like Exploring the, the the world in which all these great stories exist in, and I just I think that's very
1: interesting to everybody. Really, I agree. I agree, and and it's it's kind of one of the favorite things I like to do. And of course, you know, there's a limited amount of those <laughs> because <laughs> we're there's run a limited out. amount of <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to run out eventually, but it it is funny uh, that uh, the one the responses there. And and that's why we've been doing it, right? We really started off looking at Star Trek Three, which had so many huge uh, original things occur in it. And, and I just rewatched it the other day. It was on one of the cable channels, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I always smile now because of all the conversations that we've had. And I look at, oh, well, there's the Excelsior, you know, and uh, there's this, and oh, there's uh, there's the bird of prey, and there's this other. It, it's it's amazing, uh, space stock, whatever it was how many things came from that and and then using kind of that same thing to talk about you know the two the two episodes that we did just talking about the starships right mm-hmm. i mean that was ultimate nerd geek stuff <laughs> i loved it i was all oh, man i mean i mean those
0: conversations I, they were pretty long episodes
1: they could really yeah. they could have been twice as long <laughs> if we really wanted to you know yeah, yeah, but, you know, and, and it's funny because, you know, we, we talked, too, about the, the different perspectives between how people view things, uh, you know, so, so men and women in particular and and, and all that, but red shirt, red shirt Starship and the rebooted fleet, right, episodes 141 and 142, those shot off like rockets, and they still do incredibly well. It, it is amazing when we look back uh, over a month and something that was published, I don't know, five, six months ago, just just continues to get a pretty hefty amount of downloads, and uh, it, you know, and I smile of it because I, I go back every once in a while, and when I'm on long drives, and, and if I'm not listening to a new podcast, or I've I've gone through the whole um, Trek FM uh, current up to date library of podcasts, and then, then sometimes I'll go back and listen to that because it just it just gets me all smiley. I I love my Starship, Zach. What can I tell you? Yeah, I like
0: to re-listen to old conversations as well once you've distanced yourself from them. You know, because you know, I, I do most of the editing on the show, so once I'm done with the show, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break from this for a while. Because, <laughs> you know, are well, living to, and yeah. breathing it. But it's nice to revisit it when you're like, oh, I forgot that we mentioned that. Man, We that joke hit pretty well. That was pretty funny, Zach. Good job. Or, you know, stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> I uh, like that one right there. I'm going to remember this three months from now. And, but anyway, you know, it is fun to, to listen back to this stuff. Because, like I said, I mean, when you're... Uh, for me anyway right i was i was one of the only kids who watched star trek when i was a kid and like i said i did read the star trek encyclopedia and all that and and uh, i have way too much star trek knowledge committed to memory from that and, and and onward but you know when you have the opportunity to have these conversations not just with each other kim but also like on the babel conference and then to have uh, sure. them contributing ideas out there and we you know we throw out some ideas and and you guys have been great to to respond to those right and there's nothing worse than like hey guys what are your thoughts on this and yeah. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. well i guess we won't talk about that but we that hasn't really been an issue for us you guys have really jumped onto every conversation we threw out there and that's and thank you because like ken said that we we're not doing this for each other i mean it'd be great to hang out every week and talk star trek for sure but to know that you know you guys have have put in your two cents and, and want our two cents on them i mean that's very uh humbling to know people care about what we our opinions
1: about star trek huh who would have thought Yep, so my needle's stuck. I can't get off this subject. So the starships. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so when when we when when we started talking and asking the Babel conference what their favorite ship was across the whole spectrum of Star Trek. I I don't know for absolute sure, but it had to be if not the longest, one of the longest threads ever on the Babel conference. It went for a couple of weeks, uh, and people, you know, uh, having great discussions going back and forth, the pictures that were added, it was a lot of fun, and it was no surprise at all that, you know, we we took those that that input. And we created those two shows, and they, no wonder they took off, right? Because we had such huge participation. Like, I've never seen before or since. I've seen some, some, pretty, some pretty long threads since then, but nothing compared to that. And uh, I thought it was fun, too, that uh, we, we, could, we could talk about the people specifically and what they were saying and why. And I think that's what made those episodes, to me anyway, very, very special. Give the people what they want, Ken. That's what we, that's what we try to do, so... Yeah, but you got to try to figure out what they want first, right? And we hit on something and that was that was pretty neat because we didn't know. It was like, "Hey, let's let's see what happens." I, re- I remember still to this day uh on a Saturday just uh oh, we'll toss this out there, see what happens. And you know, my favorite starship is this and then it was like, "Whoa, well wait a minute. This is this is hot. Hey Z, let's do a show about that." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that really has take, taken off, and, and it, it's, I mean, you mentioned it, Cam, but it, it's it, that, those two uh, Starship shows are really hovering around the the number one show of all time and downloads on Standard Orbit. Now, of course, the first show ever. Now, the first show ever, sometimes you need the cheese, <laughs> which way back when Mike and Drew were doing the show from uh, 2013, that is remains the number one downloaded show in standard orbit history, but I'll tell you what those those uh, Starship shows are closing on it, and that's not the only one that's closing in on it. Because as you said, Ken, you talk about the Kelvin timeline, downloads just start rolling in. They rolling in and they're rolling in. And uh, the show that Norm and I did, uh, Blu-ray Beyond, uh, talking about the Star Trek Beyond uh, home video release, uh, exploded, exploded. And you know, we we try to time it where uh, we we talk about the show because we do put some thought into like when we talk about what we talk about. You know, time it in, mm-hmm. tapping on those hot button uh, current events. Hot. Yeah, as if <laughs> Blu ray release is a hot fucking current event, but you guys know what, I, know what I mean. You know, and there were so many versions of Blu ray, uh, of Blu ray Beyond, of, of Star Trek Beyond on Blu ray. And we thought, you know what, let's break it down. Let's make like a little guide here so people can you know be informed before they go buy it. I mean, because you know I'm sure a lot of you guys pre-ordered it and that wasn't even a wasn't even a thought. It drops on Amazon, you click immediately, add to cart, and it came to your door the first day. But you know a lot of people don't. They kind of wait and see. They want to know what's on this, what's on that. Because man, I don't know what it is about these these Kelvin timeline movies, but there's so many. Uh, options right there from this retailer or that retailer or there's this special feature here or that extra bonus disc there or this or this starship toy included here so you know we said you know let's break it down let's talk about it. let's talk about the pros and cons of getting all this kind of like, you know a consumer reports on Star Trek Beyond you know home <laughs> video release that's what we really tried that's to right. do and hopefully it helps you guys you know make some decisions on what to buy because there are definite pros and cons to all those different versions and you know that's a pretty long episode Norm and I had a good time <laughs> breaking it all down but man you know that that didn't stop you guys from listening all the way all the way through and we really appreciate it. that was a lot of that was a lot of fun to do to have that conversation yeah that
1: was was that over two hours it was close to two hours oh man it?
0: I think it was close to two hours yeah
1: almost as long as yeah. Star Trek Beyond itself. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah, so, you know, one thing about that episode, man, it really pisses me off. Um I was scheduled to do that show and uh the the little little family crisis there and I couldn't do the show and when you know it's the number 1 show of the new era mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of the Kelvin timeline
0: the Kelvin timeline uh, yeah, well, of standard <laughs> over. <Roman. laughs>
1: well, yeah, not not just ours, but even uh you know, it's the number 2 show Ever so, if you think about it, the the very first show is number one. It was created almost four years ago, and and this show, which was you know done in November, uh, is the number two downloaded show in history. It's it's incredible, and I'm insanely jealous, uh, obviously, <laughs> um, because you know the Commodore just swoops in, and he was scheduled to be on. The three of us were going to do the show. Good good God, it must it would have been a three hour <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> All right. So you're welcome that I couldn't be there, but, but damn it, Norm. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, you you come back one time, and it's now the number two show in standard S- sweeps weeks, man. You gotta gotta save crazy. the big guest stars for sweeps weeks. Get all the ratings, so that's how it works. <laughs> November sweeps. Yeah, and it was it was right mid November. So, but anyway, I, I I have to say that uh, it it was. A very well done episode, and you guys had a blast doing it. That was that was obvious. And uh, some of some of the questions you were asking each other is why did they do it like that? It's <laughs>
0: great. No, I mean I think that's important, and it comes across on the other side of the microphone here that we have a good time doing this. I mean we do. You know, Ken and I have become friends doing this show, and and we want to just kind of, kind of spread that friendship out to all you guys. You know, because we want it to feel like you know, you're sitting down with your friends, you're having a conversation about Star Trek. You know how it is. It's like being. We want to recapture that lightning in a bottle. That is, you know, Star Trek Las Vegas, for example. I mean, that's, you know, I I was in a unique position where uh, I had been doing stuff on the network for a while. Uh, Behind the scenes, I slowly started to mark my way in, you know, behind the microphone, doing from there to here and and whatnot. But uh, just as schedules have it, you know, uh, going to Star Trek Las Vegas and then coming back, then I was you know, one of the hosts of Standard Orbit, which, you know, had been my favorite show on the network. So it's like, oh, man. And I was like, I was like, uh, one of those guys who's been a lifelong Star Trek fan who gets a, a role in Star Trek, right? It's like, oh, man, I'm part of this this awesome thing I've been a fan of. So uh, it was great. It was great to meet everybody, you know, in, in the flesh, you know, because we'd all talked online, obviously, in various capacities. But, you know, just, just the atmosphere there. And I love Star Trek Las Vegas. And, you know, we all did. But uh, more than just the events and all that, it was just the just the camaraderie of all getting together and hanging out for gosh, like four or five days. It was so much fun, and so we wanted to just kind of capture that and and spread it out throughout the year for everybody here in our in our conversations. At least that's the way I look at it.
1: That's no, a great way to look at it because it's 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 a uh, it's an interesting phenomenon. This Star Trek, there's no doubt about it. You know, there's there's nothing else like it in entertainment anywhere, and that's how that that's what drives it. So, you know, one of the one of the other interesting things, uh, when we, we look across the the spectrum of shows is the ones that I was like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna rock it out. And it really didn't. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, about uh oh, I don't know, in uh, maybe four or five weeks ago, you and I did a, a show on uh on Uhura mm-hmm. uh Star of Freedom and Peace and um yeah, very pleasant responses on the Babel Conference all the way around. But boy, it just it it really struggled. Uh, it's it's over time. It's it's gotten a few more downloads, but for whatever reason, you know, I I couldn't think of a um, uh, at the, at the time anyway. Because I remember we were going back and forth on topics, and we, we we had come up with this, and it's like wow, you know, Nichelle Nichols, Zoe Saldana, uh, we even talked about Kim Stringer, and, and it was just. Uh, it was it was kinda neat. I really I really enjoyed it. I said, Oh, I, th- I think this is gonna hit it. Now, maybe maybe the title was too fluffy. What do you think?
0: Too too pretentious.
1: Star of Freedom and Peace. That was what they said her full name translated to.
0: Yeah, it sounds like one of those awkward episode titles of the original series, Ken. <laughs> By any other, which, which was another show that didn't quite hit. I was like, Man, this is, this is cool. What, what does this episode title mean? And I had high hopes for this. And not that, look, not, not that any of these shows are quote unquote failures or anything, but you look at the total numbers, you're like, Wow, this one is several hundred downloads. <laughs> below what yeah, we were lower. last week so for whatever reason some things didn't connect and you know to your point ken uh talking about the kelvin timeline again it's although that mm-hmm. episode we did talk about the kelvin timeline so i don't know but uh whenever we it, it seems to be whenever we focus in on just like purely the original series there is not as much interest uh as there might have been otherwise so just an interesting trend we've noticed uh looking at all the numbers here
1: Yep, there's a few outliers though. Uh, James R. Kirk did very, very well. Well, I think James
0: R. Kirk that, did that, well that. because I mean that's uh, we had Brandon Shematella on, our, our our good friend and host of Melodic Treks, and that is both him and I's favorite episode of Star Trek. So yeah, I think yeah, I think our passion kind of broke but, through there,
1: right? Yeah, but we had Brandon on, so I figured it was going to sink like an anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Brandon. No, it was a great show. It was a lot of fun, and uh, and it did well. But it, you can't get more original series than that. And you know, like I said, there, there's a few outliers where you know, it's like, oh boy, if we talk about that, the numbers don't go. And and we're not looking at the numbers to try to be like king of ratings or anything. We want to we want to understand what 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 the audience wants. Mm -hmm. And that's just pure data. And it it helps us a lot kind of, okay, should we go in this direction or not? Or if we think about things too similarly, that's why we stayed away from, I guess specific like deep dives into to to episodes not too too often, right? I mean, we've done it, you know, so many alternative factors was really funny. <laughs> uh and it and it didn't do that great either, but then it it started to finally uh catch on. Well, it it time.
0: had uh, it had branded on it, so I knew it was going to sink like an anchor can.
1: Ah, that's what it was. Damn it,
0: Brandon. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, you know, to that to that yeah. point though, you know, we did the episode on the BBC band shows. Right. And that that's closing yeah. in on, on on really high numbers right now as well. So, you know, I, I think when you find some kind of angle that no one's heard of before, that was my whole objective with that show. I'm like, this is a really interesting fact. I've been a Star Trek, Trek my entire life. I've never heard about this before. This is crazy. You know, that the BBC had banned episodes of the original series for 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 several years over there uh let's talk about it let's explore that you know and you know you guys seem to respond as well we had some great response on that show and and that was very very encouraging like okay let's keep digging for this obscure star trek trivia that no one's heard of because i think when you're a fan of anything for a long time and i probably said this on that episode uh, forgive me i don't remember right at this moment but when you're a fan of anything for a long time and you find out something new about it that's that's been a fact for for a long time too you're like whoa why I've not I haven't heard about this? Why was not I told about this? Right? Well, what's up with that? And it it, it just uh, ignites that interest again uh, because you know once you've been in Star Trek camp for so long, you think you think you've seen it all, you've read it all, you know all the facts, you know all the trivia, right? Or to a certain extent, <laughs> but when something like that pops yeah. up, you're like oh wow, I guess I don't know everything. There are new things out there to discover beyond the final frontier.
1: So it, that was a that was a very interesting. Show and I thought you did your best Clark Kent imitation of. I mean, you dug. I mean, you get <laughs> Investigative <statement>. reporter. <laughs> yeah. You were yes, and you were very mild mannered. Oh, thank yeah, you by the way. Oh, thank yeah, thank you. Certainly yes, that, yeah. The, the hat, the hat, really was the you. fedora. That's yes, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. But that <laughs> no, that was that was fun, and, and and you know, you're right. When you can when you can strike a mind like that, and uh, and and learn from it, and and you know, the other piece of it that was fascinating is we have a lot of listeners in the UK. Because uh, you know we the the technology allows us to see our geography, and uh, and and obviously we've got some good friends out there, and and so their perspective on the Babel conference about the whole thing made it that much more intriguing for me. Mm, trading you know, tapes uh, and all could, that, just crazy talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like this whole underground Star Trek, and you know, oh, we we won't show that, and then they would they would sneak it into a convention so people who who hadn't seen it before could see. I mean, it's just. Wow! Right, that was that 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 was a lot of fun. If if I was to ask you, do you do you have like a a top two or three episodes that we've done so far? Zach? Like of my fa- of my that favorites way? that we've done? Yeah, the ones you really enjoyed doing are the ones that just well, definitely you
0: know, the ones where you yes. weren't here. Those are my favorite. Uh-
1: <laughs> oh, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, uh, definitely I, I think the the too hot for TV, you know, because that that mm-hmm. really took off and the response from that. Also, James R. Kirk. Cause that's something I'd really yep. wanted to talk about for a long time because that's such an odd episode for a lot of people. They don't really, I love where No Man is going for. Like I say, it's my favorite, but a lot of people, if you ask people their top 10 favorite list, you don't find it on there a lot. You know, people just kind of forget about it. Oh, yeah, it's the second pilot, whatever. But, you know, there's a lot to be discussed there. And I, and I, we, we, if we talked about that episode, three of us, from pretty much every possible angle. I really enjoyed that one. Um, and then, you know, probably the, probably the ones, and, and this is for me because I came up with this idea, uh, was the, uh, you know, cha- changing TNG episodes in the TOS episodes, like that's always been an idea of yep. discussion. I've always wanted to have, you know, about Star Trek, and then finally had an avenue to do it because it was on the podcast. And I just find that very fascinating because the early uh, seasons of TNG they get a bad rap, I think just because you know, they don't have collars on. People don't take them as seriously. And uh, sure, there's some stingers in there, but there's some great episodes. And even so, they're they're more so of any of the modern era of Star Trek, right? Any of the post-1987 onward uh, prime timeline of Star Trek. It is the most original series style those first couple years of The Next Generation. And that's because you had the same Uh, creative teens behind a lot of the episodes they were they were you know uh, formatting and basing their interpretation of what star trek was off of the original series because that was all there was you know right that was star trek and they're like well we're doing star trek again that was star trek let's do it the same kind of way hit or miss sure but just the flavor of it all was just so exciting there's a lot of dynamic energy to those early episodes that that fits in with tos a a lot more so and you look at look we love next generation but that seventh season of next generation it's like Star Trek the family reunion right it's kind of boring like oh who whose mother or sister or brother or son is on the sh- ship this week right uh, but in those early episodes just just not just the stories but the way they were lit and the music and the just dynamic energy like that they really easily would slide into like a fourth and fifth season of, of tos and so that that was a topic I was pretty passionate about and I enjoyed having those conversations as well so you know and then of course the Probably the, the the ships episode as well that we were talking about. There was just we, like you said, we, we geeked out, we nerded out so deep on those. <laughs> <laughs> so those are probably my favorites off the top of my head. So what what about you, Ken?
1: Yeah, I, obviously I like I like the starship ones. One of them that we that we really focused on that I enjoyed was the uh, episode one fifty five, upping the game where we really got into the core. Of oh my yeah, mm-hmm. and and where they drove. it was it was it was it was it was a mildly successful show. It did okay, and uh, it 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 really was. Um, a lot of fun and then you know we were talking about the space stations now you know i i like those types of themes when we're we're looking at it that was the one right after at 156 that you uh you titled regular zero <laughs> <laughs> What's well, the, the regular That's, one and regular zeros regular zero all right so we talk about regular zero because there was an epitome and and i love it that when 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 certain things um get triggered in your head and you realize an epiphany or an epitome An epiphany. An epiphany. (laughs) An epiphany. I thought you said epiphany. No, I didn't, right? Did I? You wanted the tape, guys. We'll see. That would be the epitome of me if I was to do that. All right. Fix that then, man, Mr. Are Editor. we talking about
0: Miri or what are all girls made of? That was another that was another oh, favorite moment. that was,
1: talk, that was a great moment. Talk about moment. favorite that moments was, in yeah. Standard
0: Urban history. There you go. That's a good one.
1: That that was, that was. <laughs> I you know, we gotta be humble. We gotta be humble. But we'll we'll take it the other way with regular zero. And that was uh when when we were talking through it and we were talking about space station Yorktown mm. and the fact that it was and still is after all these movies and T V episodes the only time you got to see what the federation utopia looked like right what it was what it was meant to be how it was representative and you know i know it was a space station but the the that that paradise and unity that we've never seen in the episodes we've heard them talking about it we've never really understood trekonomics none of it makes sense um but you know where there's there's no prejudice no nothing uh clean and and people are happy and healthy and all these races coming together to um to exemplify what the federation means and it was just funny cuz we were just talking about it and it just was like whoa think about that right it for for those that may or may not like star trek beyond there is something very significant and very symbolic in that movie that um until we had this discussion didn't really come clear and I thought that was that was kind of a neat moment
0: yeah that was one of the most like all jokes aside like one of the most profound things we probably said on this podcast again so all credit for you for tying that all together at the game because it's like oh of course when you said it it's just the light switch light light switch flicked on like oh yeah that really is the just the embodiment of everything star trek stands for and the federation that that roddenberry future that we're all striving towards i mean that's there it is right there on on the screen and it perfectly uh epitomized uh what, what star trek is all about so absolutely that's a, that's a great call and something that something that's subtle but also obvious when you realize it so just just so good
1: yeah yeah and it it shows the uh the amount of effort i i have to give um Simon Pegg, a lot of a lot of credit, and Doug Jones, for just just the concepts and all the little, I guess, Easter eggs that they put into the show, and it just it was it really was a, a love letter to Star Trek. It really was, you know, whether whether you feel it executed well or not, and I think it did. Um, they they did it right, and so so that was that 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 was a big one, and uh, and I really enjoyed the the very recent show we did with Nick Anastasio uh episode 160 what if old could be new again that show has taken off and that's 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 awesome because that was taking old episodes into the kelvin timeline wow right that's the perfect combination i guess because it, <laughs> it has really uh it has really flown. And then a lot of the feedback that we got in the Babel conference. And, you know, I remember Tim Hans was like, well, what about this episode or that? I was like, dang, yeah, that would be awesome. You know, was, <laughs> there was a lot more than the uh, the nine we came up with. I guess it was eight because you and I came up with That's right. One, yes. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's another yeah, one. Like, it's, it's... we originally discussed, like, oh, should we do five? Should we do three? It's like, well, man, if we do five, like, that's going to be another two hour episode. Not obviously, you guys don't mind this two episodes, but hey, you know, It's it's uh we got to put them together they're long time you know (laughs) so it's like hey let's uh let's rein it in a little bit and let's do three each and I think that was uh, that was a good representation I think we all hit and I think we all hit you know on a good representation in those episodes too. Uh, because you know we talked about should we do like five? Should we do three? You know if we did five, that, that would be a pretty long, pretty long episode. Uh, not that you guys mind, obviously, based off the numbers. But uh, but I feel like e- even with the the three each that we picked, we did uh, a pretty wide spectrum of of Star Trek episodes uh, that could be updated for the Kelvin timeline for various different reasons as well. It wasn't just like oh the special effects are bad, so let's get a new version of this. You know the, there was like hey this is an interesting idea that didn't quite. Hit 100, percent but if they redid it, they might be able to to hit that home run this time around. So, so from different perspectives on why you're updating the episodes, not just for the whole. Well, it was old looking, and would, let's just kind of repackage it, put some new, throw some special effects at it, and make it better. Now, a lot, lot more reasons than that, which I, which I find a very, a very cool wrinkle
1: to our conversation. Yeah, yeah. it, it changed the shows, and it made it go in different directions, and it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was interesting as heck to uh, for 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 those of you listening, Nick Nick Anastasio, he he did the show from his workspace at Skywalker Ranch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, we should be telling people that. <laughs> sorry
1: sorry, know. George. Hopefully nobody at Skywalker Ranch <laughs> is paying attention. But he was working the whole time. He was working. He was busy. Uh, but yeah, it was it was that that was kind of a neat element. Uh, even though for me, I think we finished up at close to one thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We got to finish up soon because I'm running out of gas. But <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I I I think that uh, it's it's real important to uh, for for Zach and I to to let you guys know how much we appreciate you. Uh, you know, we. we we put out a Thanksgiving episode at that time just for that specific purpose where we went through I came, all the lists of names of people that had contributed and contributed. I can't speak today. People that contributed to, um, to us in the Babel Conference, gave us ideas, or just you know, nice words or words of encouragement or some good constructive criticisms because it, it's all helpful. But uh, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about these episodes because when we realized we hit 30, I was like, man, where did the time go? right i mean there's only 52 weeks in a year we've got 30 done we're running towards uh the summer it's it's almost springtime and um you know it's it's a it's a real joy and pleasure to be able to do this uh every week and and like i said we're we're not numbers crazy in terms of oh we want to break records we 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 analyze the data to see what works and 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 what hits and, and what we can do to continue to bring you a strong podcast and so you know, from from the bottom of my heart, thank you, uh, all of you, for for your feedback, your encouragement, for listening in the first place, and um, and and reaching out. It it means more to us than than we can express, to be quite honest with you.
0: Yeah, it's great to see all the numbers. I mean, like you said, we're not about you know just numbers, but I mean, it's it's encouraging to see like the numbers keep getting higher and higher. And we keep setting new records, and and look, third highest show ever, second highest show ever. I mean, that's a, these are exciting times. I mean, it's like well. Like, can I say after every week we do well? Like, I guess we're doing something right, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, and to you, Zach, thank you. It was funny uh, for, for your listeners who don't know when, um, when both uh, Mr. Ataz and the Commodore uh, announced that they were leaving uh, for all the right reasons. Uh, you know, Norm was off into, into new adventures there, and he's, he's doing really, really well. And uh, and don't take him off, man, because I mean I think he could probably cut you in about twenty seven pieces. He would cut your you head off in true
0: quickening style. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's right. And uh, and of course, Jeff, Mister Atas is is going after his uh, masters and his teaching certificate, which you know is just awesome. And he's got a great heart, and he's doing some wonderful things with uh, w- with uh, children that you know that that have challenges and so forth. Just just wonderful. And and it was like okay. Um, now what? And then Chris says, hey, Zach Moore is going to be on the show with you. I went, that's great. Who's Zach Moore? <laughs> that's most people's <laughs> reaction when they hear my name, yes. Yeah, of course. And it, you know what? It, it, we, we met at, in Las Vegas, I think, shortly before we really got rolling. And that was really helpful because we, we we got to kind of establish a little bit of a chemistry. But it has been an absolute joy. Y- your energy, your your patience with me. Um you know your ability to to pick me apart when I mispronounce things. It's great. I love it. It's uh, it's very humbling. You know, not editing out my mistakes, but seems like yours never show up. I love it, Zach. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, no, uh, well, you know what are you going to do? Right
0: when you're the editor, you have the final cut on the episode. So, well, thanks again. I mean, it's been great getting to know you as well, and I feel like we truly become friends for all this whole this whole podcasting thing it's a great adventure to go on and and we're coming from different angles you know because you know you're coming from an older generation than i so i think that really helps inform our conversation that that was not that was not a dig (laughs) that was not a dig at your age um but no we we come from different uh points of view just because of you know our experiences growing up on star trek i mean you were there seeing the original series movies like as they came out at the theater i mean that's to me that's crazy because to me they're always a well you know in my time a a, uh a shelf of vhs tapes there, there i'm aging myself here now Ken. so vhs none of this blu-ray right. and streaming for me kids right you had to actually eject the tape rewind it put the next tape in those those were hard times right ken <laughs>
1: <laughs> those 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 were hard t- times. I was my dad's remote control. That's how far back I go. So, uh,
0: you know, growing up, like I was next generation and D Space Nine and Voyager. Like I'm one of those kids. Like, well, you know, you're a northeastern guy, right? I'm one of those kids who lives in Boston these days, who's ten years old, and they they they've seen all their favorite sports teams win a championship every year of their life, right? They're just spoiled, right? So I, I grew up in this in this uh, you know, embarrassment of riches when it came to Star Trek. I Had Star Trek on home video. Had Star Trek on TV every week. Multiple series. Some at some at some point. Uh, Star Trek toys everywhere that was a fun show as well talking about the Star Trek toys Uh, but it was just man like I was just grew up in this the, the golden age of Star Trek really and you man you, you put in your time as a Star Trek fan had to wait between original series and motion picture and then the, every two or three years for a movie like that was like the wilderness right so you know I just it was. I just think uh, that that's helped kind of inform our opinions on Star Trek and, and that's what that's what makes such a fun conversation because we, we both have you know very similar. we agree on a lot of this stuff and have very similar points of view on it all but we're coming from different places and I think that's what makes such a such a fun conversation I feel like we complement each other well so so thank you i I feel like you know if we were a a sports commentator you know broadcast team you'd be like the play-by-play guy and i'm like the color guy that's that's the way i i try to see it so
1: (laughs) hopefully not the two characters on (laughs) dodgeball it's a bold move cotton let's see how it works out for (laughs) us. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think he can see anything, <laughs> Oh, boy. Sorry, guys. Anyway, so we digress. So, anyway, this has been a a, a fun little show, and, and we've got some um, fun coming on our next week's show, right? We've got uh, Dr. Trek himself. Yeah, Larry Nemechek will be here. He's going to be talking
0: about his documentary, The Con of Wrath, which he's putting the final touches on, talking about the uh, the infamous Star Trek Two convention that was held here, right here in my hometown of Houston, Texas, Uh, I'm going to have no insight on it because that was before I was born, (laughs) but uh, I'm very interested (laughs) to learn more and more about this. Uh, What, uh, you know, a little preview, it was an epic, almost an epic fail of a convention. And And they pulled it, they pulled it up. From the nosedive at the last minute, but it's still quite a story, uh, which uh, Larry has, you know, spent the last couple of years going around documenting. He has several interviews from Walter Koenig to the late Harv Bennett, and also fans, people that were involved at the time. So it's very interesting topic of conversation. We're looking forward to to picking his brain about it next week here on Standard Orbit.
1: Yeah, he's a lot of fun to talk to, and what a wealth of knowledge he is, and nice guy. We met him also, and yeah, in we, did. we did. I was That's like, oh, I have
0: your book. Team, I read. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: Well, talking about
0: previous episodes of Standard Orbit isn't the only thing we've been talking about this week here on Trek FM. Here's a quick look at some other things you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. My casting choices, okay, would be for Ruck, you got to go with Dave Batista, right? Uh, he's uh, Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. He played Jinx in... Uh... Yeah, Inspector? Yeah, what's his name? Hanks, Mr. Mr. Hanks. Yeah, Mr. Hanks. That's the wrong James Bond film, everybody.
1: (laughs) The Six O Two Club. Going back to the Gotham thing really quickly. I know this is semi-derailing. Um, why would you want to move to Gotham? I mean, he has to have been there. It's like the picture that he has on his wall is this beautiful, shiny, like daytime view, if I'm not mistaken, of Gotham, which I don't think we ever see. Um, it was like, I'm not really sure. Charm City looks quite nice. <laughs> like so. Saturday morning Trek. It's very much like a continuation of the original series.
0: You know, what? you raise a very good point, and
1: it's one we probably should have talked about earlier, is that we talk so much about the animation and the limitations of the medium that we forget about the writing. And
0: overall, it's pretty strong throughout the run. And that's what else is happening on Trek.FM.
1: So you can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and of course you can always stream or download the MP3 file from our website at trek.fm and grab the RSS link as well. If you're an Apple user, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. That makes it easier for other listeners to find the show as they search iTunes and helps us increase our visibility for new listeners. If you would like to get in touch with us here at
0: trek.fm, you can always find us on trek.fm contact and look in the sidebar on the show page or you can go to speakpipe.com slash trek.fm and please leave us a voice message. You can also contact us through Twitter at trek.fm, facebook.com slash trek.fm, and the Babel Conference. Type the Babel Conference, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook
1: or go to our website at trek.fm and click Discussion
0: on the menu bar.
1: So let me talk to you for a second about Patreon, Zach. Patreon is the program that Trek FM employs in order to get donations to keep the network coming to you commercial-free. It is wonderful. Most of the hosts here on Trek FM are big contributors to Patreon and found our way onto the network through Patreon. So if you can uh, spare any money, uh, and we don't care what the denomination is, It really means a lot to us because there is a lot of content that we're putting up there, a lot of bandwidth, a lot of programming, a lot of equipment that we need. So please, if you can help us out, we'd appreciate it. And all you have to do is go to Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash TrackFM, and you you can click any donation you want. And we do have some incentives for you. So... For $15 a month, you get to join the Patrons Roundtable where you podcast and, and, you know, again, that is where a lot of us started. It was on the roundtable. I was on the very first one. I had a blast. And if you can contribute $25 or more per month, then you get associate producer credits for whatever show you like. And we love our associate producers. So, Please, 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 please. If you, if you have the ability, it is more than appreciated. And speaking of our associate producers, thank you from the bottom of our hearts to Renee Roberts, Aaron Harvey, Nicholas Anastasio, and of course, Norman Lau. Thank you all for your support of Standard Orbit and Trek FM through Patreon. Now you can find Renee at Twitter at Emris underscore 1701. You can find our buddy Aaron Harvey at Geek Filter. You can find Norman Lau at at Starfighter 1701 and you can you can uh, interact with Nick and all of us on the Babel conference and that's that's where we find uh, Nick hanging out all the time yeah you can find me on the Babel conference I love to hang out there and you can reach me through Facebook directly or via Twitter my handle is at Boston scpo that stands for senior chief Petty Officer
0: As for me, you can find me on Twitter at MoronZach, that's M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. And I'm also the host of my own podcast called Always Hold On to Smallville, where we talk about each and every episode of that Young Superman show from the early 2000s. And we're on Twitter at AlwaysMallville with one S. And also, I'm around the Babel Conference as well. It's always great to talk to you guys on there, making conversation about our shows, other shows, general Star Trek topics, anything really on there. So thanks for listening, everyone. Join us again next time here on Trek.fm for another episode of Standard Orbit.